Hello, welcome to another episode of The Parrot Nest. I am your host, Cole Parrot, and I have with me a special guest tonight. <laughs> this is Leah Parrot, <laughs> my wife. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me tonight. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's your pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure, Christian. No one knows that's my name. <gasps> Christian Cole. All right. Um, so it is August 30th, 2021. It has been a month since our last podcast, and it has been a fairly exciting month. So let's get right into it. I don't know if exciting is the right. Yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> describe <laughs> the month that we've had. So a few. Th- we'll discuss some things, and then I have a few little things to talk about um not well you know how last last podcast we did kind of we went through seven things about parenting or something what was it do you remember what uh about having kid number two yeah it's like the seven most difficult things about yeah. having so i this time i'm going to talk through a few things about a new job and I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to confirm or deny if that's true or just tell me how it's going for you. Okay. And then the second one is we're going to talk about um, some things that you're supposed to do when you buy a house. (laughs) If we did them. Yeah. Then if we did them or not. And then uh, if we have time, there's another one that's Lee and I both follow this guy on Instagram named Tom Billyu. He's kind of, what is he like a, at this point, he's like a life coach. He's kind, kind of, of a character. life coach character guy. I don't. I mean, I he, I like him for a lot of things. Uh, he's kind of motivational, but um, just he has good quotes sometimes. But he has a a post that he put on on Instagram that was uh, something about relationships. So we're gonna go through that. Yeah, he and his wife have a podcast together as well, and they. Talk about relationships. So they come up with their own content, and we just take people's content and yeah, just kind of. Hundred percent. But what are the? I mean, who says that they're not taking people's content? Yeah. Mm, true. Because they probably read it in an article, like ten yeah. things to never say to your spouse. Yeah. Mm. I don't know either. Um. All right. Well, let's jump right in. We're gonna talk about this during July. Leah and I both did a. A cleanse or a detox. Leah, what was it? Walk them through. I call it a detox. Okay. It's uh, when you cut out a bunch of things in your diet to like kind of reset your system. So we cut out the big ones are dairy, sugar, and gluten. But then I cut out all sugars. So no, no, I guess technically not all sugars, but no fruit or definitely no added sugar so you have to read ingredients and everything if you buy it because there's a lot of sugar in a lot of things Mm -hmm. and sugar soy preservatives i didn't really organic detox yeah but i didn't do the preservatives just the gluten dairy sugar free Gluten, dairy, sugar-free. And, yeah. But he ate fruit and he... Well, no, I ate fruit. some fruit. Yeah. Yeah, so you ate fruit. Yeah, but I, it wasn't like a primary thing. I tried to stay away from it mm-hmm. because of the sugar. But, like, I would eat bananas because I'm running a lot and I want to have potassium. Yeah. So. So I do it every once in a while just to kind of reset. I haven't done it in a few years because of the boys being pregnant, you know. And... Then breastfeeding, and so I'm not doing eat. I don't have either of those things going on right now. Do you feel so? Like I you finally got a did reset? one um, because I've been really tired, especially when I started the job. I was really tired. My memory's horrible. I feel like hormonally something's probably off, and so I thought maybe doing a detox or detox would kind of help. And I don't know if it did. I was honest, and I gave up coffee. I haven't given up coffee for two weeks for since 2014. My gosh, are you sure? 
Because why would I do that? Why would why do you have this date in your mind? What's twenty fourteen? Because we lived in Pueblo in twenty fourteen, right? Yeah. So when we lived in Pueblo and then we did the detox with Krista and Derek, my old bosses at the chiropractors. And I felt great when I did that detox. Huh. Like felt so like I had so much energy afterwards and it was great. And I did not get the same result as this one. And I wanted to be super strict because I was trying to get the same result. Didn't work. I think, I think it might just be that I have two kids and I'm tired. I think that is the root of the problem. That might be the root of the problem. But I did feel like my blood was running a little smoother. <laughs> Does it feel like it has lard in it? Yeah, I feel like I, it felt like I got like an oil change. Yeah, just some fresh lube. <laughs> yeah, and so my blood was running. Running just, on clean fuel. Right, it was just running real fast and. And so I, I usually always say that when I eat bad food, I never, I never like feel sick. How some people are like, oh, I just feel gross after eating that. And I'm like, really? I don't. In fact, I mean, tonight we ate Wendy's and I ate like three cheesy cheddar burgers and feel great. But um, one thing I did notice is as I went through um, the detox and was eating cleaner and stuff like that. There was a, a week in to the detox. Oh yeah, I kind of cheated. Um, a week into the detox, we had a an emergency here in the in the county, and so I had to go to work. And um, and I was it that night? No, it was the next day. I was like, if I have to work tomorrow, I'm not eating good. I'm kind of quitting the not quitting, but like I'm taking a day. Because um, they get food catered and or not catered, but they if we they, order it. If the EOC is running, then they have food brought in so that nobody Where leaves and they work really long hours, so it's not like they can just pack breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I didn't want to do that, so I just ate the crap there. Um and I felt fine. Throughout the day, I had like Chick Fil A for breakfast. Um, had like a Euro sandwich for for lunch, and then at night I was like, you know what? I'm already here. Tell the people what you did. And so I had Taco Bell, which I love. But I did notice that like as soon as I started eating Taco Bell that evening, I started feeling like really really not good like just kind of gross you know like what what i imagine people feel like when they say they feel gross after eating taco bell <laughs> like <laughs> like how i probably feel every yeah day I eat taco it was bell. happening to me for the first time yeah and so i'm eating that and i was like i just don't feel very good i still ate it all but um anyways i, I don't i don't know if it was that or not but that was like really the only thing i noticed throughout the whole rest of the detox the rest of it was just kind of crappy. And then even when we got done with it, I didn't go right to eating, you know, um, like fast food. But I did. We started eating, you know, sugar and carbs and or uh, gluten and, and dairy again. And, and I, I feel fine now. So I honestly, I, I think one of the hardest parts for me is I'm such a night snacker. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to quit that. I think about that kind of sometimes. And I love having a bowl of cereal at night before sleep. Yeah, it's definitely a... Character flaw? A character flaw. (laughs) I'll be like, we're like decided we're going to bed. And I'll just hear like someone like (laughs) with a bowl, like clean, 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 clean in the kitchen and then he'll just walk in the room like he didn't do anything and i'm like i can smell the cereal on you <laughs> i feel like i'm doing something secret like yeah sometimes I he go in like there goes like... in there and like sneaks some cereal so yeah, I have to, like, no one in the house knows that he's i have to like pull right out now. the bowl all slow and yeah. so i don't it doesn't get clinking and then i like slowly try to pour in the cereal without it making sound yeah sometimes i hear him but then every once in a while i'll just like 
I can literally smell the Cheerios <laughs> on your back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like an alcoholic, but yeah, it's this whole conversation is literally like you're an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like you went and got Taco Bell, and you're like, I was having a hard day. I had a hard day. I relapsed, and I went to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I only had five tacos. <laughs> five? I don't know what I ate. Um, but you do too. No, I don't. You I'm, don't. That no, it was like a month ago. No. Like. I um, the $10 deal. <laughs> Three subtitles. No. Um, but yeah. It, so, what were you saying about? Oh, cereal. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I don't think I can stop that. In fact, I've been thinking about it ever since we finished dinner. I can't wait for tonight. In fact, I used to stop. I, for years, we didn't buy milk. Yeah, true. If I bought milk, then Cole would get cereal and... Or he'd drink it by the gallon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for a long time, we didn't keep milk in the house because he would have to buy cereal. It is a problem now that we're saying all of this aloud. Mm-hmm. Can't have the alcohol in the house because <laughs> he can't be trusted with it. <laughs> you come home and I just have like an empty gallon on the bed. Yeah. Like I just start finding gallons in the trash that I never saw. <laughs> In the garage trash. I'll be like, babe, (laughs) where did this milk come from? Milk gallon. And you're like, I only had a cup. That was for the boys. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, funny. Um, all right. So the other thing that we should talk about is last podcast we talked about the fact that the boys were gonna move in together, meaning Asher and Callum. And <laughs> they were going to move into we're the same. We're getting our own house. Like we said, we're really yeah. tired and we really don't want to live with them anymore. But we moved them into the same room. And so we did do that um, a few weeks ago. We probably did it a probably little like later. three weeks ago. Yeah. And just to update you guys, I mean, it seems like it's going fine. They actually don't really wake each other up as much unless we really leave them in there crying or screaming. But... Mm-hmm. You know, Asher will wake up at 3 in the morning or Callum will wake up at 3 in the morning or whatever it is, and they'll be crying. And the other one really doesn't wake up Mm-mm. and allows us enough time to respond and get the baby and, get, you know, whatever they need to do, give them their bottle or something like that. Um, but, yeah, what do you think, Leah? I mean, it's going better than I thought it would. But also, it does make you have to jump out of bed and, like, you can't just let him fuss for a minute and see if he's actually awake or if he's just kind of stirring. Like, you have to jump up and get up and put his passy in his mouth because I'm afraid of him waking up Asher or vice versa. Yeah. And so we'll see how that goes. I have no clue how we're going to make him start. I mean, Asher's... He still sometimes takes two naps. But not always. But I don't know how we're going to get them down for naps and to train Callum to sleep, to just. I know. Naps will be hard because they're lightly sleeping. Because mm-hmm. for a long, a long time, not too much, but you'd lay Asher down and you'd fuss and you just let him. Even now, he'll like fuss for 15 minutes and then he'll go to sleep. And so. I don't know what we'll do. When... I, I don't know. I hope we don't have to pull out a pack and play because that would ruin the whole idea of what. Of like putting a pack and play in our room or something. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. If you have tips, let us know. Yeah. That might be one of the things that we'll explore for next time is how to do the this thing. Yeah, I don't know if we need to put a pack and play in our room. Or... Well, I, I feel like people just let their kids nap with each other and, and like, put them in there and just the other one, I don't know. But then I they, honestly have no clue how people do it. I think they just did it. Like, people just do it. They just put the kid in the room, and then you put the other kid in the room with them. And they'll both just eventually sleep. Yeah. Sounds hard. Mm-hmm. But that's where we're at. So the boys are in there together. Um, not right They're now. They're doing pretty good. Yeah, but... Like, we're still not, there's, like, certain times, like, if he, if Callum gets up in the middle of the night, Leo will still bring him into our bed and not put him back. Because it's, like, you feed him, and then by the time you fed him, you don't really want to get up again. So, 
we struggle with and that. And we have to get up in an hour anyways. Yeah, and we have to get up soon anyway. But even right now, Callum's sleeping in his little swing in the living room and not in his bed. Yeah, because he fell asleep before Cole and Asher, Cole to put Asher down, so. And they do their nighttime routine in the bedroom. Uh-huh. So, we haven't know. completely gotten it figured out, but we're we're on the path. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, before we move into the next thing, I was going to uh, talk about my crying. Oh. <laughs> um, so, I cried. Tell and him. Tell them. Tell them what you were crying about. Well, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm a really, really sensitive guy now. And I get really nostalgic, I think is the word, maybe or sensitive about stuff with the boys, especially. And so we had moved the chair, the like the reading chair out of the room, out of Asher's room. So that way we could move um, Callum's new bed in there so that way there could be two beds it couldn't fit both of them the changing table all those stuff we have and and the um rocking chair so asher and i used to sit on that rocking chair and read books before we would go to bed and we had to move that out and so now that i started trying to read him his books out in the living room he stopped wanting to sit on my lap because he wants to that's where we keep the books and so he wants to go get the books and Mm -hmm. so stand up and read them it was just and I was getting used to it, but it was just one of it was just one more thing that was like just another change. You know, I feel like with kids and toddlers, toddlers and babies especially, there's so many changes that are happening. So so many like firsts, but also so many like lasts right away. You know, mm-hmm. like you're you're the first time you're holding your son and all these little things like that, and then it's the last time that you're feeding him a bottle in mm-hmm. in the room and is, you know, rocking him, holding it like a bottle. I don't know, like stuff like that. It's just an example. But so I was just being nostalgic about it and thinking about Asher and how much sentimental, he's I think sentimental. Sentimental, yeah. Word. Yeah, sentimental. I was being really sentimental and thinking about Asher. Just, and this isn't the first time I've done this. <laughs> but, um, and... So, and I'm like, I go into his room with him and and I am holding him and I'm about to put him to bed. And then sometimes if he's really tired, he'll lean his head on my shoulder and just kind of like lay there while we're like kind of getting tired and ready for bed. He's getting more and more cuddly. Yeah. But this time he put his hand out, you know, and was like rubbing my shoulder as I was like thinking about this, you know, and I was like. How many more times am I going to be able to do this? You know, he's only going to be this heavy for this long. You know, like this all might be over so fast. Mm -hmm. And I was just getting really sad about it. So I was just like crying while I was (laughs) like my eyes were leaking (laughs) while I was holding Asher. You know, Uh it wasn't like I was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was a manly cry. Just leaking eyes and but anyways so then I put him to bed and and I haven't cried since (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I'm way more sentimental and sensitive about this kind of stuff now so yeah yeah I think about that stuff all the time yeah with Callum because especially in their first year they just look so different every month and so I scroll through my pictures a lot, and I'll be like, Asher used to be so little, Callum used to be so little, and Callum's only not even seven months old. Yeah. I know. They change so much. Yeah. It's crazy. People are always like, don't blink. And it's yeah, like, everybody says that. But it's true. <laughs> but it's so true. <laughs> Dang it. It is Dang true. Dang it, they're right. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Like the um, the episode of the I don't know if we've talked about Bluey, but it's this this dog show on Disney. I think we have. Um, that's like really for kids, but there's a lot of like you can watch it as an adult. Like seriously, yeah. it like it makes sense. It, like they have it's like entertaining. Parent, 
learning what is it lessons yeah like lessons like for kids but lessons, lessons for, for like adults as and well parents. yeah <laughs> but anyways i was thinking about this one yesterday there was an episode where uh bluey's mom was like they went to go visit the grandpa at the farm or something mm-hmm. like that and they're out there and at the very end of the episode they're sitting on the dock and the kids are like playing or maybe they went to bed i can't remember and um the mom and are the the mom Louie's mom and Louie's grandpa are like talking and Louie's grandpa is the the mom's dad dad and they're sitting on the edge of this dock and he says something like oh something like you used to do you know as a kid and Bluey's mom looks at him and she's like leaning her head on the dog's on the grandpa's shoulder and she's like that was a long time ago and then he's like oh it was yesterday <laughs> and I was like oh my god <laughs> so like, oh no is this how fast it's gonna go is it really gonna like am I gonna blink and it's gonna be like Asher's like already has kids or something because that's gonna be so sad Hey, Cole's rubbing his eyes right now. <laughs> I have allergies. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I do, honestly, these are allergies. Honestly, Cole's had the worst allergies lately. His yeah. eyes are all puffy and he looks like he just is about to cry. Cry all the time. Yep. It's pretty. Oh. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the least fun thing that happened. In the last, since last podcast. Even worse than the cleanse. Way, way, way worse. It's probably one of the worst things. It ruined our day. Oh my gosh, more than our day. For sure. I was in a really bad mood. Mood. Just didn't really know how to. So our, I don't know, three weeks ago. We bought this house. (laughs) Yeah, we bought this house, but. A few months ago. Three weeks ago or so, we were laying in bed, and Leah was like, do you smell that? And I, like, leaned up all quick, and I was like, what? Trying to, like, smell the gas or something. And it did kind of have, like, a almost like a burnt plasticky smell. Yeah, it smelled like burnt plastic. And so I was, like, we were, I was walking around the house trying to find the source of this thing. And So I thought one of the outlets, like, the, had sparked or something, and it was melting an outlet cover. And it was really weird because we could smell it in certain rooms, but like in your office and in the bathroom, we couldn't smell it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know what that was. And the next day, I mean, the, it's, the smell kind of goes away fairly quick after that. Yeah. Um, and the next day, um, I I think I just took, I took the day off or something like that. And... Um, it was like in the towards the mid afternoon. I come back home from I was like out running errands or something, and I smell. I not smell. I come in the house and it's like hot in the house, and I was like, "What?" And I go to the AC's on and everything, and I go out there and it's like frozen up, like the the air conditioner unit is frozen. So, anyways. I don't want to make the story like crazy long, but, or, you know, lack the details just for the heck of it. But, um, I thought the AC was broken. We ultimately got someone out here, um, to, to come and look at our air conditioning unit and furnace to try to see what was going on. And again, long story short, the furnace fan had burned out. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't pulling the in blower motor. You know, the blower motor. So none of the air, being created by the air conditioning unit was being pulled into the home. So all that air was freezing up and that's what was causing the freeze on the air conditioner. Um, but we didn't have heat, which obviously we don't need, but right now at least, but so no, no air was working. So um, that kind of started our, our long journey of fixing our furnace. Yeah. And we needed a part that they said was like three months out. And then well, we called that's an them. exaggeration. About three months. He told us months. Mm-mm. You told me three months. Leah, <laughs> yeah, you're making that up. What was it then? Not three months. It was like six to eight weeks. You said three months. <laughs> okay. Because we said, oh, well, that'd be horrible. That's through the worst months. Um, That still would have been six to eight weeks, but... 
But anyways, they, and then we're like, well, we looked for the part ourselves. And then we're like, well, are you sure there's not anything we can do? And he's like, oh, and this is like two weeks or a week later. And he's like, oh, well, you can buy the generic version. And that, he's like, do you guys care if it's not the same brand? And we're like, does it work? No, we don't care. Why would we care? Yeah. And he's like, oh, because I can get that this week. And then he couldn't, he didn't get this week. Yeah, we thought it would come in quick. Anyways, they got a new part, the motor. They came to fix it. It was supposed to only be like $1,200. It was supposed to be only $1,200. We were still stressed about the $1,200. Yeah, so they come to, they put the new blower motor in and go to fire the, the thing up and nothing. And ultimately, they tell me that, you know, the fan is trying to work, but the circuit, not circuit board, the, the well, essentially a circuit board, the the control board within the furnace is what's also broken. So that we're gonna have to order that part now. And it's gonna take another, you know, week or more, actually way longer than a week, because because that part there was no generic. They had to order that from the factory. So we were looking at probably six six to eight weeks on a fix. And not only that, it was gonna cost an additional like it was a more expensive part and it was a more more um hours or whatever so it was going to take this this patch of our furnace to like three thousand dollars so it was a pretty stressful day because really our only other option that lee and i were presented with was to um replace the furnace furnace. yeah so um luckily when i was even when the motor had shorted out or whatever i got another company to come in and and um give me a quote and and some of them were honestly more expensive and uh they even quoted on like a new furnace as well and and they were all pretty similar priced which was like in the six thousands you know for a new furnace yeah and so ultimately we got to get a new furnace put into this house which cost us just under seven grand which was a big stressor Mm -hmm. um into a new house that we like already don't like we're already it's just stressful enough buying a house when you know and we thought we've done fairly good with finances to like keep a little bit of reserve but seven thousand dollars is a lot of reserve yeah and we i mean we decided to go on this trip to florida mm-hmm. which I think we, we did a couple months ago we decided it a couple months ago Cole's family lives in Florida now. They don't intend to live there forever. And Asher's under twos, which means he can fly for free. And so we knew it was probably a stretch to go to Florida this year, just financially and with two young boys. But we also thought, well, we'll regret it if we don't Mm -hmm. because they live there now. And we don't know if they'll be there in a year. And Asher can fly for free, so either we do it now or we wait six more months and have to pay for more tickets and we don't we still don't know if we'll be in any different spot so we decided to just do it and we bought the airbnb and we bought the plane tickets so we were already mm-hmm. yeah that was already something we were going to be spending money we didn't want to be spending that much money on i guess yeah so anyways we we had to fix the furnace and that was a a big stress but but it is what it is. It is what it is, and we'll get through it. And it's, it might just I, honestly one of those things where we're probably just not going to do one of the bigger projects we had planned to do this spring, yeah. or this yeah once we get taxes and <laughs> stuff so like that. We were hoping to put in a big fence and and get the backyard all private and stuff like that, which is likely not going to happen. But again, like it's all a process, and one of those things is just it's all, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And getting this house all fixed up and done the way we want. And and it's a 70-year-old house. Yeah. Like, and the, the furnace was from 2008. And the good news is that, you know, we for the remainder of the time we live here, we won't have to worry about a furnace. So Yeah, for so sure. that's good. But It's yeah. just something that you don't see or anything. Like you're spending thousands of dollars, like the most money you've ever spent on a single item other than a house. I guess a house and a car. Yeah. It wasn't fun. Hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. 
It was but not fun. That's okay. Part of home ownership. Yep. All right. Enough for the negativity with the furnace. <laughs> we could go on. No, Probably not really. We've said all there is to say about that. We have. Um, on the brighter side, we have a huge apple and a huge pear tree. Actually, we have three apple trees, but one of them is huge. Mm-hmm. And then there's a huge pear tree. And they have so much fruit on them. Like, so much. Like, the trees are so weighed down. We cut a couple limbs because we're literally afraid of them falling on our house. And one of them did break. Like, a big limb. Yeah. On a night, it wasn't even stormy. Like, at all. It just broke because of the weight. Yeah. And, anyways, there's a lot of fruit. We're trying to figure out what to do with it. I've never canned, jarred, pickled, sauced. Ew. Anything before. We're not pickling those. <laughs> no one eats that. Have you? I'm disgusted. <laughs> what if someone is listening and their favorite food is pickled pears? Pickled prickly pear. Well, I don't know if they have podcasts in prison, so <laughs> I, I can bet no one's. All the <laughs> yeah, whoever's doing that. Anyways. So I emailed a cidery because someone on facebook a friend posted had, it on facebook and people gave us advice on what to and they do. said to do that and so i reached out to one we'll see if they say they want them or not but figured like they, they could come and potentially like harvest all the pears or a lot of them yeah and make cider out of them and then maybe we can get some sweet cider from it because there's a really big it's a really big tree like yeah. i don't know how we can't get all the stuff from the top like, we don't have the equipment. Yeah, well, we do now. We it's bought an on apple Amazon. finger. It's 13 feet. Yep. Yeah, we bought a 13-foot apple apple picker. It's just like a pole with some sort of little bucket on the end. Looks like a, like a lacrosse mitt with yeah. like little claws on the end. Yes, yeah, so we'll see how that works. Yeah. No clue. We bought the tallest one possible. But by, the, by next podcast, all of these will be not good anymore, so... We've got to figure this we'll out. We'll let you know we what we end up doing with them. The first ripe pear today, and it was delicious. It was so good. It was really good. Mm-hmm. We were really excited because you never know. I don't know. Different things. <laughs> if it's going to taste good or if it's going to be really sour. Like, I'm kind of worried that all the app- apples are like honey crisp, like super tart apples, which honestly, people use honey crisp more than. A bucket of Honeycrisp more than they would a bucket of sweet apples because they can make pies out of them. So, yeah. we need a pie, an apple peeler. That's you know, the same the as thing a potato like you put, peeler. No, like you put an apple on and it like spins the apple around and around and it has like a peeler. It peels it. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I don't think we're gonna use that. I want to give them away. The point is, is that we have a lot of apples and a lot of pears coming. If you want some, if you want to pick the tree, like maybe have a little family vacation thing, mm-hmm. pick, a, pick some apples, pick a pear. Yep. Come and do it. So we'll let you know what we do. I hope, I'm hoping, honestly, get rid of most of them with a cidery or something. Mm-hmm. I hope someone comes in and gets all of them so that way they can brew beer or brew cider or yeah. sour beer or something. I think that or kombucha or something. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be so sick because I've... I've I mean, pies or whatever, but getting, like, cider or kombucha would be way better. Yeah, that'd be crazy. It'd be so sick. But Cole's grandpa came to town the last week, two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Last weekend. And it was a lot of fun, his grandpa and grandma, Tom and Paula, and they were eating the pears off the tree, so now Asher picks the pears up off the ground and eats them. Uh-huh. They'll like take a bite out of it and be like all proud of himself and they'll be like <laughs> And it's like just like black and has like holes on the side. It of like it. is half rotten, but the other half looks okay and I'm like, ooh, hopefully. No, we're trying to we don't <laughs> let him so do that. gross. But no, it's we don't let him but He does, yeah. Yeah, he just does it. And if you don't watch him like twenty four seven all while you're outside the whole time, then you might turn around and he's like has one in his mouth. So mm-hmm. he's just walking around with his pair. Mm-hmm. So I raked them all up, and I need to throw them all in, like, or put them in a spot 
to decompose because they're starting to get wasps everywhere and stuff because of the fruit on the ground and uh-huh. uh, all the squirrels and stuff eat them and the wasps start eating them after the squirrels have eaten them up a little bit. So I'm not a fan of wasps. I need to get that under control right away. Uh-huh. And I'm nervous that Ash is going to get stung. Yeah, then... he literally tripped on top of my scoop, like, my raked-up pile of pears. He tripped on top of it where all the wasps were, and he didn't get stung. I was shocked. Scary. There's, like, four wasps, but I think, honestly, that they're all, like, fat and full because of because they were really, like, I was raking them and stuff, and they all kind of acted drunk. Maybe they are. Yeah, like they didn't really react very much, and they just like fell on the floor and couldn't figure out what they were doing. Huh. Yeah. Anyways. All right, we got to get into these articles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Let's see, interview time for Leah. All right, so let's talk about, well, since we just talked about the house, let's talk about that one first. So this really isn't an interview for you, but this is an article called, uh, it's from Bankrate, and it's called Eight Things to Do Immediately When You Buy a New Home. Okay. Which, can I preface this interview with this market that we're in is not a normal buyer's market. So you don't have any options. Like you had no options of, well, I want this done before. Like no, well, it, it didn't matter. You immediately got you when got. you buy a home. So you've bought a home. Oh, afterwards? Yeah. Okay. This isn't when you're buying a home. Okay. This is eight things to do immediately when you when you buy a new home. Continue. Okay. Number one, secure your home. We bought new door handles. Yes, we did that. Check. <laughs> so, yeah. So, garage locks, we did that. We bought new door locks. Mm-hmm. We did that. Check, check, check. We are looking good. Number two, purchase or review your home warranty. We did not have that. In fact, <laughs> two people... At least two people. Two people I know, when we were telling them about our furnace situation, they were like, well, don't you have a home warranty? And we were like, tell me what that is. Maybe I do. Yeah, of course I do. Sure, maybe I do. What is it? So, no, we did not have a home warranty. Apparently, in this market, it's not really a thing. Well, I think it is still a thing. It's not something that's offered via the seller. So, the seller in this market... Sometimes. Apparently, it used to be like kind of a a sales pitch. Like, hey, we'll, we'll throw, throw in this home warranty for a year or whatever if you buy our house to make you feel better about the furnace that makes noise. Yeah. And Leah and I already were at the top of like what we could afford. So we weren't going to buy any other supplemental insurance, you know, like a warranty. Monthly payment kind yeah, of Yeah, a thing. monthly payment, which is essentially what a home warranty was. Even if we would have been offered, and honestly, this says to do it even after. It says, like, you go buy a home, then go get a home warranty. Yeah, we wouldn't so, have done it. Yeah, we, honestly, we wouldn't have done it because we, we it was outside of our budget. Yeah. So, anyways, connect the utilities. Did it? I feel like that's stupidly obvious. Obviously. I mean, why is that not the second thing to do? Well, this shouldn't be on the list. It's so obvious. Like It's like... Get the keys from the seller. <laughs> yeah, <it's> stupid. <laughs> Make sure your light switch. Live works. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, duh. I'm going to connect the utilities. I have to live there. Yeah. Like, okay. Thanks. So obviously we did that. Maybe that's for someone that's never Heck lived yeah, out of their parents' an, house. That's another one we did. <laughs> Check. Check. Two out of three. Number yeah. four. Check smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. We did. Not for a while, and then we now yeah. we have all new ones. Well, we did have carb. We got made sure to get carbon monoxide. Mm-hmm. I did. We did make sure those were in. So we got carbon monoxide things in there. The smoke alarms, admittedly, I I had them all along from the day first day we moved in. The seller had provided like a box of them, like eight of them. And to be honest, I it probably was like two months before I put them in. So, yeah, that was that we dropped the ball on. Yeah, I did, but I did want to make sure carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide is a silent killer, so you know I wanted to make sure those were in. Um, and then the smoke, I figured, you know, maybe we would 
find out about that. So, I mean, yes, we did that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Use your inspection report as a to-do list for maintenance. I have not. I don't think I've ever even seen an inspection report. Cole looked at I, I would say that, yes, like, it, this isn't immediately, like, if you could afford to do all the maintenance in your house immediately, then sure, that's great. But I would say that, yes, I'm doing this. Like, we have the inspection report, and I, I know all the things, but I'm not – I didn't go through and, and do all of them. Like, there's so much, you know, that we already – we had to decorate and put things up and stuff like that. So, it's like, yeah, we've done a few of those things that were on the list, you know, like the squirrel hole and yeah, crap like that. But The leaking water. Leaking water. That we were told was fixed. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, we didn't do that. All right. Refresh the paint. Number six. That's down on the list. That's on the list, but it's down. Our house has two different colors everywhere. They went around and touch-up painted almost, like, a lot. In almost every room, I can point out where they... Touch up paint and touch paint. Touch. I don't know. Touch up paint, and so no, we have not done that. I don't say. I don't think that's an immediate thing though. I don't know why that's no. on the list either. The outside. I think fine. that's probably something you do before you move in because it's easier to paint when you don't have anything in the house. Yeah, this is something I bet we we almost. I almost don't. I don't know if we'll do this. Odds are we won't. You and I both don't have. I mean, the when are we going to be bored enough in our lives? To go and just start painting stuff for the hell of it. We don't even have stuff on the walls in most of these rooms. Yeah. Like, we, Lee and I are just so bad. Look, people, we have better <coughs> things to do, mostly. And for two, we're horrible at decorating. Don't know what to do. It's really, really hard to decide what to do. Even if I think I know what to do, I'm not sure. So I don't like to commit to it. For Those are a few reasons. And another reason is I'm stingy. And I don't want to spend the money. So there you have it. Uh-huh. Um, number seven, find the circuit box, review emergency shutoffs, and appliance manuals. No. <laughs> I didn't, I've never even thought of that. Emergency shutoffs? Like circuits? I know where the circuits are. So the bummer about this house is the electric. The circuit breakers, circuit boxes, were none of them were labeled. They're all pretty new, and nothing's labeled in there. So that's going to be one of those projects that we have to go one by one and click each little thing on. And Which, if you really think about it, it would take not even an hour. It really wouldn't. And the guys, when they were doing the uh, furnace, had to do that. So we were sitting in here, like, and they were, they were shutting off different ones, and different rooms were going on and off because they were trying to make sure they got the right one for the furnace. So... Um, anyways, that's something we did not do and I still have to do. So, all right. Last one, create a maintenance schedule. Uh, well, we now have a, uh, furnace warranty that are <laughs> checked mm. every, uh, twice a year. Oh, but that's pretty much the only thing. Gutters. When are you doing gutters? In the fall. After all the tree leaves, tree fall. Okay, what else? Gutters, filters. Yep. Um. Hmm. That's really all I can think of. Yep. Is there more on the? Is there a list? I mean, it says like like carpet cleaning. We don't have carpet, so. Yeah. All right, that's it for that one. I have to say we failed. I mean, I don't know if we failed. I'd say we got a C. Okay. All right. Well, let's move into the next one. This one's the interview for Leah. So this is, I want you to talk about your new job. We're shifting to that mindset. Not about the house, kids. This is job now. Okay. Think about work. (laughs) All right. So this article is from a website called knowledgecity.com. And the article is called Five Challenges of Starting a New Job. I want you to more or less just kind of confirm or deny or speak about your, using your expertise, what you think about each one of these challenges. Okay. 
Okay, so the top five challenges of starting a new job. Number one, the dress code. Yes. Tell me about it. So where I work, I work for the emergency services department. For one, I'm the only girl. And for two, I'm Justin, who is the operations director, he dresses up uh-huh. work ca- or work casual. Probably not casual. I don't know. What is that called? I don't know. He doesn't wear ties or anything. He'll wear like a a button down shirt uh-huh. and like just regular pants, not jeans. Just normal pants, though. And then all the guys basically have a uniform and uh, wear a ball cap and a polo and 5'11s. So it's like, a where do, you, where do you land on that, being the only woman, being the only person in your role, and being, in, like, there's one guy who dresses up a little bit and one people who dress more cash. I was basically just told that I can't wear jeans. <laughs> that was literally the only only limitation but it's just managing that yeah so i don't really know i haven't really figured it out i wear some days i wear like 511 type pants and a t-shirt some days i wear a dress and wedges like it's just i kind of just wear whatever i want okay except for jeans number two adjusting to the learning curve um adjusting to the learning curve yeah I mean, that's kind of a weird way to Learning new tools and methods can look like a very steep uphill battle, especially when entering a new field. Stress is expected, but so are setbacks and surprises. Any thoughts so far? So personally, um, there was a lot to learn. In fact, everything, like even the way they talk, was difficult to understand to begin with. And the acronyms that they use and sayings and stuff no clue so that was difficult just feeling dumb because i couldn't follow along in conversation that was difficult um but the other stuff wasn't too bad i felt like i caught on pretty fast with all the softwares i did feel like it was frustrating not frustrating but there's multiple different softwares to use at the county at the sheriff's office and what i do like most people just do Fran, which is the financing part, or most of the other people would just use HipLink, which is the paging system. But I have to learn all of these different systems: Fran, Discord, HipLink, um, the Colorado DFPC billing, where we get refunded for fires and stuff. So I have to learn a lot. That's so great. I feel like I've been doing really good. That being said, I get really frustrated when I fail. So that moves me into number three, mm-hmm. information overload. Yes, definitely. But I got into a really good habit of writing everything down. And so if I need to figure out how to do something and someone teaches me how to do it, either I write it down while I'm being trained on it or as soon as I'm done, I go to my seat and I write everything down because I won't. I know I won't remember because all the things I'm doing might just be a once a month thing. And if I don't, if I learn how to do it and don't do it again for a month, then I won't remember how to do it. Right. Yep. I've been there. Yeah. Okay. Number four is trouble acclimating. You may find yourself ruminating over job performance and social interactions with office mates. Um, I think that is acclimating yes and no i'm pretty comfortable with all my coworkers. like i said i'm the only girl and i'm the only person in my role and a lot of times i just am in the office by myself working and so it is kind of weird because i don't really know where i fit socially that and you're like the female in the in the office and there's no other female so you don't feel like or i don't feel like i have a lot of leeway to make real friends Uh and i feel like i just haven't figured out 
I don't want to come off flirty. Yeah. But also, I want to be friends. But also, I know we can't hang out because it'd be weird. Yeah. And so it is. It is weird being the only girl in the office. But there are girls at, over at admin that I talk to sometimes are good to go. Work so with, that leads but. me to the next one, which waning confidence. What does waning mean? Why did like, they use that word? Because <laughs> it makes sense. Um, waning <laughs> is like like a decreasing or like a decrease. Yes and no. I feel like being able to learn everything quickly has like built my confidence and doing. Um, I feel like I'm performing above the level that was expected. And so that makes me more confident. But at the same time, like I said, I've come into this world that I don't feel like I belong in and in, in a field that most of the people that work in that office worked about 10 years in the field before they get to sit in the office that I sit in. And so it's like, it's just kind of weird because I don't belong there. <laughs> or going to meetings and at the sheriff's office and I'm an assistant to technically a lieutenant. And so to going to meetings with him that he belongs in, I'm definitely the least paid person <laughs> in that room, probably by double. And so just... Yeah, there it's 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 pros and cons. Yeah. It makes me feel less confident and more confident just depending on what I'm doing. Well, thank you for your insight. Yeah. <laughs> um hopefully that was valuable. Yeah. So I, ha I do have this image from the, what I talked about Tom Billy you. And yeah. we only have like 8 minutes. <laughs> so I just feel like maybe we'll go through and do like really quickly. We don't have to use all eight minutes, but we can just talk through this. I mean, image. is there a couple that you just? No, let's just go through them all real quick. Okay. All right, and we'll talk because this is kind of fun going quick. But um, all right. So the uh, this image is so we went from house job. Now we're on relationships. Anyway, um, <laughs> we really have this podcast. So yeah, about. we do. This one says how to avoid petty arguments. Okay, number one. Give zero, oh geez, how do I say this right? Um, give zero frigs about being right. Find the right answer to get, that was Callum. Give zero frigs about being right. Find the right answer together. Move on to number two. Okay, Leah walked out of the room to go get Leah, so, or get Leah, to go get Callum. Um, I think that is true. Um, and number two, fill your heart with love. If you're pissed, you're going to argue over dumb stuff. I don't know about Leah. Are you coming back? Leah's coming back. Yeah. I thought you were going to. No, I'm not just going to read all these. You oh, know, I, I got, I need like, the, what's one? the point of me reading these? Oh, so I number need, one. Is... No, I'm, I want to talk about them really quick. You don't want to talk about number one? Give zero frigs about being right. Find the right answer together. Yeah, so I think that that's very accurate. <laughs> I don't know what you want to say. I know these are hard because I'm like, yeah, true. Do it. Yeah, because if an argument shouldn't be an argument. It should be a discussion. I'm trying to understand why the other person feels the way they feel and understand the point that the other person and see if you can come to an because you don't have to necessarily agree, but you have to come to an amical, amicable agreement wise. or place. That was wise. Mm -hmm. All right, so number two, fill your heart with love. If you're pissed, you're going to argue over dumb stuff. Yeah, like hangry. Yeah. There's a lot of times where, like, Leah, I, like, I've admitted to Leah, like, I'm kind of, I would be upset with you, you know? Yeah. Or, like. I like, would be upset with you. Like. If I was hungry. <laughs> If I was hungry right now, this I don't know, would like be maybe fine. like if, if, yeah, like if I was being petty or something, like or I don't know, like if I'm like I had a I'm having a hard time not being mad or something like that, you know? Yeah. Where it's just like, but you have to like fill your heart with love and not be pissed, you know? Like you can you can still admit when you think you're right or when you think you might have been mad, but it doesn't mean you have to be pissed. So. Right. 
I have a hard time deciding, like, if something little is bothering me, then I decide not to bring it up. In fact, most things, if I'm, if something is bothering me, I decide not to bring it up, but then it'll continue to irritate me. And if I'm hungry, <laughs> especially, but uh, if I, if I don't, I just have a hard time bringing it up no matter what. Hmm. That sounds like a, something you got to work on. <laughs> that sounds like a you thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. That makes it sound like I'm like, I'm no. just getting away with everything. Well, then you don't know what to bring up because I don't, I try to decide if it's a big deal or not. Like, should I bring this up and kind of thing. Yeah, I, I might do that too. I think I feel like I do that more because you do more bad stuff. Um, <laughs> number three. Listen with an open heart before you speak. Yeah. I feel We're like, like that's pretty yeah. self-explanatory. <laughs> like, you have to hear the other person out before you tell them. You have to understand their side of it before you can tell them why they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, number four, if you're triggered... Figure out what insecurity has been touched on. Right. I think that's true for that's me. That's why I don't try not to say anything. Is because I like, well, this, I'm irritated about this. Is this actually something I should be irritated about, or is this just because I'm hungry? Well, no. For me, it's like if if you get if you say something to me and I get immediately mad about it, it's mostly or maybe usually because I might be insecure about something. You know, I don't know what it. <laughs> what it might be like and i don't know if this is an example but okay. you have to let me tell the story before you say well, hurry babe. we got like so yesterday minutes. we're driving somewhere and our babysitter lives like 30 minutes away or 20 minutes away from us but it's i have to leave at seven in order for me to get to work at eight versus leaving the house at like 7 30 or 7 40 or whatever to be able to get to work and so cole says well we do need to start looking we kind of need to put feels out for a different babysitter, one that lives in Loveland, so it's closer. And I said, yeah, it takes me, it's like an extra 40 minutes in my morning. Well, I don't remember what I said, 30, 30 minutes? 30 minutes in my morning to drop the boys off every day. And Cole says, well, it's the same distance for me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was agreeing. <laughs> I was trying to like point out that yeah, we probably should look in for Loveland, but he is feeling insecure because I have to drop the boys off every day, and so he got defensive. Yeah, that's probably what it was, <laughs> honestly. But I also said it was your tone or something like that. I'm just like your tone, the way you said it, made me feel like I was being. He's about attacked. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what it was. But I think that's probably I like, what it was. I was agreeing with you. Because I just probably felt like insecure because she was saying, like, yeah, it takes me this long. And then I felt insecure about the fact that it was her doing that every day. And, like, it was almost like she was saying, I do more work or it's harder for me. And I was, like, went on defense immediately. So, anyways, that's true because I was insecure. Um, Last one in the last minute and a half. Go slow. Don't be emotional. Really try to assess the disconnect. Yeah, that's why I don't bring up things if Honestly, they're bothering that's, me. It's that's probably the most important one. You don't want to just snap at someone because especially with me, if Cole snaps at me, then I automat I have a really hard time just not meeting that level of intensity mm -hmm. without I could have been one hundred percent happy before. But if he comes to me with a certain level of energy that I'm gonna match that energy automatically without even being actually mad. And I'm just mad at the way he reacted and so I'm ready to fight. <laughs> And it's okay. Well, I feel like we're both like that. And it, it's okay to be, I think, disconnected. Like, that's why it says go slow. Like, I think that is super important. Like, go slow and figure out what the disconnect is because you might be disconnected for a while, you know? Yeah. Just because I feel right and you feel right doesn't make both of us right. Like, there's somewhere in the middle that is probably where right is. So right. take it slow and just be, be okay with being disconnected for a little bit and just... Be okay and your with partner's that. probably justified. Like, whatever their view is, they're probably justified in it. And so it's really important to just understand what, why their view is the way it is. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a lot. So we have 15 seconds. And I got to go. I got a bowl of cereal to eat. <laughs>
is a problem. Next time he'll be in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys know how rehab went. All right. Bye. bye.